I'm Richard Randall. Welcome back to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or to sell real estate with Barb Schlinker, the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And Barb, I know from my experience as a trial lawyer, there was almost no training in law school on how to negotiate. I had to learn from colleagues and other attorneys once I got out into the real world and was working as an attorney. You learned by doing it. Are agents, real estate agents, trained to negotiate the sale for home buyers and for sellers? I was actually surprised when you told me that, that they don't teach lawyers how to negotiate because I believe that the public thinks that both lawyers and real estate agents are trained negotiators. I don't think they are. I think it's, it's an acquired skill. You have to intentionally study this and understand and even sometimes test and see what works and what doesn't work. And it, it depends on what the market situations are. I'm sure it's the same thing in your field, true, right? It is, and it's not one size fits all. A no. negotiation you may have with one buyer or seller may be completely different from how you handle things with a different real estate agent. Right, and I, I know just from my own experience and, and what I went through when I first started in the real estate business, there, there wasn't any training on negotiating. <laughs> in fact, there wasn't any training on pretty much anything. Um, they wanted you to stay out of trouble in contracts but and, and kind of understand what those say. But other than that, they're really, you had to ask other people and actually go find out. And of course, there are a lot of courses that you could take as continuing education to try and get better at your field. But this is one topic that they really don't spend a lot of time on. And right now, being in a seller's market, in most cases, if the home is properly marketed, most home sellers are, are going to have the benefit of having multiple offers to choose from, which is great. Now, not always. If the agent doesn't market it correctly and they just go present the first offer and go, woohoo, I sold it so quick, I'm so good. But how do you know a buyer two days later wouldn't pay more? And in fact, that just happened with that house that I sold for 65000 over asking. They were thrilled. I sent every offer as they came in, but our plan was to look at them in a certain time. They were thrilled at the first one that was full price, but they were even more thrilled at the last two that came in 65000 over asking price. So you need to know some, somebody that, that really knows how to make this happen. And then how do you negotiate in that situation? Okay, there is a strategy for it, and it's something that I employ in my business on a regular basis depending on the market situation and it varies house to house. Some houses are not going to be in a position to get multiple offers and many times it's because the sellers are maybe reaching too far for price, they're pricing too high. So what works for me is if I sit down with the seller, we look at the market and they make a decision to price the home realistically versus optimistically, that's, how the, that's one of the ways that they get top dollar. And we talk about that. We have a whole technique on exactly how to do that. And pricing is a big deal. It absolutely is a part of marketing. And I can tell you that not everybody really knows. I mean, most agents kind of know to look at similar sales. That's good. But have they really been trained to, to look deep into the market and consider what an appraiser would do? I actually went to appraiser school and passed, but it just it didn't seem like the career for me. So I know what they do, but I just didn't want to be an appraiser. And the other piece of that is what the buyers are presenting. And there's a lot of pieces to it. 
How much does the buyer know about the market when they make an offer? How prepared are they to get that house? How prepared is their agent to get them that house? Are they making their best offer? Are they offering the best terms that make the seller actually want to get the house? So that's part of what a really good agent does is help them get the house. I'll give you an example. Part of what we do is when we go out and show homes and then if we get an indication that the buyer's really interested, we start talking to them about it. Go, well, it looks like you, you like this home over everything else that you've seen. It's probably very likely that another buyer might think the same thing about the house. So let's kind of explore that further. There's a couple things that we do. Of course, we want to talk to the listing agent, find out about competition. But then when we sit down and discuss what is our offer strategy, if we know there's competition, it's not always about asking price. The house that I, it was interesting when I talked to the seller about this one, the house that I sold for $65,000 over asking price, it actually was a veteran, two veterans buying the home, and we sat down and calculated what their payment would be and what their payment would be. So when you looked at it, the price seemed high, but because the rates are so low, particularly for VA financing, the payment was really low compared to the housing allowance that they were going to get. They were going to get, the two of them, both in the military, were going to get almost 5000 a month, but their payment was about half of that. So military members are always delighted when they get more money, more income than what their housing allowance would be for the cost of housing. So it wasn't really about the price. So they actually did make a really great offer. So an agent that knows how to sit down and figure out what that payment's gonna be, because buyers absolutely, if they're not paying cash, are considering what their payment is, not what the asking price is. And it was really shocking to find out what the payment was based on that. There's a lot of techniques that a buyer agent could use to get them their home. They could do what's called making their absolute, hit them with their best shot. What is that number? Well, they'll pay them the, the most amount of money to get the home. And what is that number in which if it goes above that, they're okay with somebody else getting it? That's a good question for a buyer. What a lot of agents do now is what's called an escalation clause. It's not my favorite thing as a listing agent, but I can understand why they're doing it, right? They'll say, okay, I will pay 1000 2000 whatever, over, so my offer is, let's say it's a $500,000 house. Okay, my offer is five hundred, but I'm willing to pay 2000 over the highest offer up to five twenty-five, as an example, okay? When I have come back to those buyers and said, okay, we've got multiple offers, I, I don't want to see an escalation clause. What is that number? If we get two that are the same, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I go back and say, no escalation clauses hit me with your best offer. When they came back, their best offer was not the escalated amount. It wasn't the same number. And I'm like, really? So in your first offer, you said you're willing to pay 525, but when you came back with your new offer, your best and highest, it was 515 or 520. So obviously the goal working with the buyer is to get them the house and of course at the best price. But, but a home seller, really wants to get the most amount of money and get the best buyer and, and have it succeed without having a contract failure because that is a disaster for most sellers. So there's another technique they can use called an appraisal guarantee where they're saying, all right, if the appraiser who substantiates the home value for the lender does not agree, so if the appraiser does not think the home is worth what our agreed upon sales price is, 
I am willing to come up with this amount difference in cash, whatever it is. Okay, it could be 10,000, 20,000. Those provisions in a contract are very attractive to a seller, especially in a bidding more situation because you have competition, you're looking backwards at historical sales, and this home could be selling for more than historical sales. And then you might have a challenge if they're getting a loan, they're coming back and going, oh, sorry, it's not worth that much. Sellers don't want to roll back the price and they don't have to. So nobody wants the deal to crash over that. So if they bring that in, if they have some money and savings prepared for that, it's a very strong piece that they can negotiate with and actually makes their offer look the best. Richard? Well, and most people just don't do this daily or, or many times. Uh, you've talked about people who only do a couple of transactions per year. There's no way you can get used to negotiating and all the complexity of it by doing it that way. You're listening to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. I'm Richard Randall, and if you're thinking of making a move, give Barb a call, 719-301-3900. We're talking with Barb about negotiating the sale. Barb, what else happens during those negotiations? Well, communication is important. With the low volume of inventory and multiple offers, I, you know, I think I did one a few weeks ago where we had 20, I can't remember, 23 offers, 25 offers, something like that. So I have to read every one of them. I have to see what's in there, and I have to be able to present it to the seller. So I create an Excel spreadsheet and put all the important particulars in there. That's a lot of work. Well, if you've got 25, 30 offers, and the agents all want to talk, I, it's not a good use of my time. Okay, so I try to manage expectations with them up front and let them know. I'll put, I'll publish it in the MLS that we have multiple offers. I will let them know what day we're planning on presenting the offers. And I believe it's the listing agent's job to create demand, to get the most amount of the buyer population at that time. And some agents really don't communicate at all if you get an offer. There's no requirement on the listing agent to communicate. There's, it's a very loosey-goosey industry. You don't have to do pretty much anything, right? It's a courtesy to say thanks for your offer, you know, when it comes in, if, if you have time to do it, but it may, you may not have time, right? The buyer's agent wants to know, did you get the offer? Well, yeah, I got the offer. You sent it, you know. So you want to know that for sure. That's fine. I get that. But... Am I going to talk to you during the negotiations with the seller? No. I tell them when I'm presenting the offer so they know what's coming. And that's usually about that time when my phone blows up with agents going, what's happening? What's happening? Did our offer get accepted? What's happening? I'm going to get back to everybody. Okay, they all deserve and will get follow-up. But you have to make sure that I'm focused on the client, what their need is. And sometimes... They don't respond the way I'm expecting them to. They may not make a decision that day. They might say, let's just go back and, and do another round, maybe ask for best and highest. That's what the banks do, and they always squeeze a lot of money out of these properties. And there are some things that could absolutely lead to an offer failing. I've had agents that tell their buyers that, oh, based on the comps, it's not worth that much. <laughs> I know it happened. And I know it happens, but the, the problem is that's not this market, okay? It may not be worth that much, or it may not historically look worth that much, but it is right now if I'm getting 17 offers, right? Obviously, it's worth that much and more because that's part of market value is how much the buyers are willing to pay. And then, you know, the common questions that I get often 
are how many offers do I have? I, I find that to be a really odd one. If there's more than one, I would tell the buyer, make your best offer if you want to get the house. It doesn't matter if there's five, 15, 20, or two, make your best offer. And that's part of what we do. So if you're thinking of making a move and you want to know what your home will sell for in this market, and how much you're going to put in your pocket when it sells, and of course what to do, what not to do to command top dollar for your home, then you can give us a call anytime at 719-301-3900, or you can go up on my website, Barb has the buyers, there's lots of places where you can contact us, and uh, I'd love to come out and talk with you about what the market's doing. Richard? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be discussing six home projects to improve your home's resale value. And we're going to talk with Barb about some of her very hot new listings. Stay tuned for that after this short break.